You are listening to the Christian Worship Center podcast. For more information about our church, please visit us at cwcstillwell.com. We hope you enjoy this message. Amen. I want to say thank you once again for all of you that are here this morning. We're so glad to have you in Christian Worship Center. This is your first time. Well, we hope it won't be your last. Amen. I was praying this week for God to guide us. We know we've been promised great things here in Adair County. We've been promised not only great things at Christian Worship Center, but all over the county. That we're going to see a move of God. We're going to see empowerment. We're going to see the glory fill this place. We know that we're going to experience great things. So I was praying this week and I asked the Lord, okay, God, you know, because sometimes when you live off of the past, how many knows you get depressed? All right. Y'all, anybody with me? So I'm going to let you in on another secret. When you live off the future, you get frustrated. This is the reason Paul said, I've learned in whatsoever state I'm in, therewith to be content. How many wants to be content in God? How many like to be content in what God's, who God's called you to be and where you're at right this minute? Not in no, not in not hungering for more. But not so, can, not so looking forward to the future that you become frustrated because it's not happening fast enough. And this is where Marty Jones has been. <laughs> Boy, I'm just brutally honest, I tell you. But I've been so frustrated about what God's promise is not happening. And it's not happening according to my plan and to what I think. And every time a date passes, I'm like, oh, Really? You know what I mean? And so I become so frustrated, I took it out on my family, on my friends. Come, come on. Oh, I'm just being real this morning. If you don't like real, you're in the wrong place. Well, Pastor, you don't have to tell everything. You understand what I'm saying? And I know if I'm doing this, I'm not the only one. Because we're all hoping and praying and believing for a a much greater thing to happen. And we've got every reason to believe God and to trust Him. But like I say, remember the present is called a present for a reason. It is a gift. So why don't you enjoy the gift of where you are right now? Amen? God has given you a gift every day. Why can't I just enjoy my gift that I got today looking forward to tomorrow, what he's got for me tomorrow? I know it's going to be good because he said sufficient unto the day is the day thereof. But trust me, trust me, believe me. He said don't get all frustrated over everything that's going to happen. Trust me with that. But believe me and thank me for what you receive now. So I just want to thank him for the glory that we're feeling right this there. Come on, y'all. Because when I start thanking him for more, 
for what I got now, guess what? He's going to be more interested in giving me a bunch more tomorrow. Because you get thankful in your, in, in your being. Guess what? People like to do stuff for you. And imagine if people like to do that. Hey, that's free, Brother Tracy says. Didn't cost you anything. I have a word for you this morning. And this is why I wanted to share this with you first. Because I believe God spoke into that. And the word I have for us this morning, we're not probably going to shout over. This is straight from the throne room. But it will get us ready for what is about to happen. And God gave me this word yesterday. And I have it marked March the 7th. And I'm going to try to get where uh, Matt, I I haven't got with him yet, but we're going to try to get these. And so we'll have them all on our website in a certain place where you can go. And those words that have been given in this church, we're going to try to get them all together. And what dates they were given uh, from all of our prophet uh, prophecy people, we're going to try to get them together because there is a convergence going on. God is getting us ready for something huge. Amen? So all these words begin to line up, and he said you can fight with them. Amen? You can fight the enemy with them. So here it is. My beloved church, I am the God of Abraham. As I have called him out of the land of familiarity, so have I called you. You are my church that I have called to go forth and walk with me in paths that you are not familiar with your history, or your way of thinking. That is because of your heart and your love for my heart and my spirit. You have been chosen for this reason. Everything that has been done historically in this house, including its establishment, was done in a preparation of the time that you are now entering. Come on, we don't leave the past unattended to. Mm. So do not let your mind, will, and emotions be overcome with pride or arrogance. Because when the flood of my glory comes and people begin to flood your doors. And this house begins to feed people right and left. Including some that have left will return. But know this, except the Lord build the house, they labor in vain that build it. Remember, it is my heart that built this. It is my heart that established this. And as long as you keep my heart, it will be miraculous. But when you leave my heart and believe your own selfish pride can do the job, it will be over. For my glory shall be in this house. Remember, it was David that was chosen because he had my heart. But Saul was refused because he had the heart after the people. So stay close to my heart and my glory will reign. Come on, church, let's give him some praise. His word is forever settled. Hallelujah. So don't get an attitude. (laughs) I think he's speaking to the pastor really good there. Don't get an attitude. Don't think it's all about you. Amen? Trust me. Because when it happens, then it won't be you that did it. So you can't take credit. 
It's going to be all God. Amen? Hallelujah. All right, let's go back to the hidden warrior. Y'all saying, when is he going to get done with this warrior thing? We have been talking about this week, this past week, we talked about the hidden warrior's platform or his pit becoming his platform. How many remembers that? We talked first about the hidden warrior has a harvest. We talked about the hidden warrior has a cry. The hidden warrior has a prophetic encounter. And now the the pit is about to become the platform. What is going to happen is your pit is about to become your launching pad. Because you understand that the wine press, some of the most life eye-opening atmosphere shifting conversations take place in your lowest point. Some of the deepest revelations take place when you're not in the mood. Come on. Well, Lord, I don't even feel spiritual today. Amen. I feel like that Brother Joey Height used to say, I don't even have enough power to blow the fuzz off of a peanut. This is how we're feeling. And so you, you, you understand what I'm saying here is that the Lord needs you in the wine press Your location is not going to determine your destiny that God has prepared for you. Just because you're low right now, you're in the pit right now, you're looking like a complete fool, and you're looking like you don't have it together, sickness is taking you over, all of your trouble, your finances are in a mess, your world is turned upside down. Don't take that as that's where you're going. Take that as that's just a a launching pad to get you where you're about to go. Hallelujah. The moment that God finds you in your wine press season and it comes to an end, the wine press in John chapter 2, the first miracle of Jesus was changing water into wine. Everybody remembers that, right? It's not coincidence because the psalmist says this, he lifted me out of the pit of despair. The psalmist said, out of the mud and the miry clay, he set my feet upon a solid rock and established my going. Or one version said, he steadied me as I walked along. How many feeling God steadying you right now? You, you, you should have just lost it and went back into your depression. You, you, you should have just, just got mad and had a fit. But you didn't because something was in you that kept you steady. You don't even know how you handled the last thing you went through. There's some people here believing what I'm saying. You, you don't even know how you made it out of it. Because you should have lost your mind. But you didn't. It's why. Why is that? Because he lifted me up out of a miry play, clay. He set my feet upon a rock to set. He established my God. Why did I not just lose it? Why did I not just go totally AWOL? You know why you didn't? It's because God had you in the pit. Yeah. Hallelujah. Mm. 
So don't judge my wine press. It may look like a pit, but actually it's my launch pad. Amen. Don't judge what I'm going through right now because what I'm, where I'm at right now isn't where I'm headed. It isn't where I'm going. So you don't judge me yet. I remember that, that old song. It says there really ought to be sign upon my heart. It says don't judge me yet. There's an unfinished part. He loves me as I am. Helps me when I pray. pray. Remember, he's the potter, I'm the clay. Remember that song? He's still working on me to make me what I ought to be. Took him just a week to make the moon and the stars, the sun and the earth, and Jupiter and Mars. How loving and patient he must be, because he's still working on me. Hallelujah. It may look like a pit, but it's actually my launching pad. Your pit is about to become your platform. God is going to use you to preach from that. Come come on, some of y'all already there. You just ain't started preaching yet. God's got you. He's brought you to a place. And you say, I ain't got nothing to say. Really? That's a slap in the face of God from where he's brought you from. You may not get up in front of YouTube. You might not even post it on Facebook. But somebody's going to come into your life and you're going to be able to share with them what God did for you. And it's going to launch you into another dimension because you shared with them what God did for you. Mm, hallelujah. Ooh, y'all, y'all got this? <laughs> I, I just want to warn America and Adair County and the rest of the world. The church of Jesus Christ is about to come out of the wine press. We've been defeated. We've been having to close down because we got the COVID and COVID's where it's started it all up in the church and we have been ridiculed and we've been mocked and it looked like a craziness but out of the wine press is emerging the church of Jesus Christ they've been what looked like wood was in a pit but they're about to become it's about to become their platform somebody ought to shout in this house hallelujah we are about to shine like we've never shown. We have, a, we have a lot of Christians that have been hiding because of fear. The fear of COVID. The fear of man. The fear of talking about the fear of haters. The fear of being labeled. But I'm here today to say the church is coming out of the wine press with healing and victory in their souls. I want you to get ready because there's a church that is tired of hiding. There's a church that is tired of being in the pit. There's a church that is tired that is about to stand up. We're about to declare, you devil, you don't touch my kids. You don't touch my family. You don't touch my stuff. You get your hands off of my house because we're coming out of the wine press. 
We've been hiding. And that's okay. Because where you've been hiding, you've been getting filled up. Come on. I mean, knows that 2020 looked like the worst year ever. But while COVID was going ravic and crazy, the church was in the word. Come on, they couldn't go to church. A lot of them couldn't. But they, every church had a YouTube channel or a Facebook Live channel. There was people getting filled up with the Word of God. They were studying the Word of God. They were searching for answers. And while they were searching for answers, God was filling them up. There's a church in America that's about to declare, don't touch my values. Don't touch my family. Don't touch the truth. Don't touch grace and mercy and righteousness and peace and joy. There's a church that is coming out of the wine press. And that pit you've been in is about to become your platform. You're going to let the devil know you've had enough. You have done enough, devil. You're not coming any further. You're not taking any more of my harvest. You're not taking my family. You're not taking my church. I'm running on with victory. The last point is hidden warriors will convert their wine presses into threshing floors. Let's go there to verse, the verse that says Gideon was, you, you can look it up in your Bibles, Judges chapter 6. I forgot what verse it is, but he said it's one of the first six or seven verses where he was saying Gideon was threshing wheat at the wine press. How many remembers that? Gideon was not threshing floor wheat on a threshing floor. He was threshing wheat in a wine press. Come, come on. He was doing the right thing in the wrong place. Some of y'all been doing the right thing in the wrong place. And the devil's been eating your lunch. Because look at here, if you search the scriptures, you go to Google, do your Google, Google uh, search. How many knows that you thresh wheat upon a rock usually, on a cliff, huh? Where the wind can catch the chaff and blow it away. You always thresh wheat where the wind can catch it, not in the bottom of a pit. That all the way through the Bible, it teaches that. But Gideon did, did not do it that way. Why did he go to, go, why, why did he go, do, why did he do this? It's because his people were starving. They didn't have anything else. They were starving. They didn't have a, they didn't have food to eat. So you know what he did? He said, we're going to get to eat. Y'all going to get to eat. We're not going to starve. And he went to the bottom of the wine press and began to thresh wheat in the pit where nobody see him. Because he was scared of the enemy 
Because they had done it all, look at it up through the time. They had stole every harvest that he got. Every time he started threshing wheat up on the rock, here comes the enemy and they take his wheat and say, now give us what else you got. And Gideon said, I'm tired of my people saying they're hungry. So I'm going to, during the COVID thing, I'm going to go to the pit and I'm going to start threshing wheat. And old time preachers that did not even know how to use the internet, they're up there preaching away. They're up there threshing wheat in their pit. Why? Because somebody's got to eat. Our people are starving for the word of God. Woo! It's in the wrong place, preacher. You don't even know how to use the internet. Some of them didn't even know what Facebook was. Right? I started getting re- friends requests for all preachers. And I'm like, who taught them how to use the internet? You know what I mean? Man, this is crazy. All of a sudden, preachers I've been friends with for years, they come up with a Facebook page. You know why? Because it's time to get the word out. I'm tired of our people starving. I'm tired of our people being hungry. I'm tired of saying they can't go to church, but they gotta have a word. Come on. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get in my pit. It's gonna be a little uncomfortable. It's not what I'm used to doing, but bless God, I'm going to thresh wheat in the wrong place. Doing the right thing. Y'all get it? Oh, that's good. <laughs> no one even in my notes. We're waiting for the wind to do the work. Amen? Well, I don't know about the Holy Spirit moving in this place. Because I'm not really used to that. You know what I mean? I want to get down in the bottom of the pit. But what you don't know is the Holy Spirit can blow chaff in the bottom of a pit. Hundred and twenty in an upper room closed up. Earlier that month they'd been in a basement. Come on, read it. Some of the disciples were locked up in the room. All of a sudden, in walks Jesus. Well, how did he get in here? We're in the pit. We don't really want to talk to him right now because we're hurt at him. Come on. This is Jesus who talked about the kingdom of God. Y'all come back to the, to the instruments because I'm, I'm about to wind it down. But he's saying these people are hurt because he's talked about a kingdom. And he's proved to them the kingdom of God is at hand. And they think that he's going to come back and set everything straight. Isn't that what the church had hopes of? I'm not saying he's not going to do that. But what I'm saying is you don't get your eyes on what he's going to do without being content in your pit if that's where he wants you. Come on, just do the right thing. I don't care where you're at. They were all... Talking, I'm sure they were talking about this is not what we 
thought was going to happen. You know what? They could be after us next because they killed him and succeeded. Two or three people had seen him. But the most a part of them had not seen him yet. Bless God, the women, all that saw him. And these men up in there saying, well, we haven't seen anything. That, you know the women, they get a little emotional. And they probably just, come on, y'all. Am I telling the truth? It's a woman thing. We really can't put too much. Come on. Y'all know people. You're acting like, oh, that preacher is. Come on, have a men's night out and see what you come up with. Now all the secret's out. The man code's been broken. (laughs) But do you understand what I'm saying? The men were all locked up in there saying, what are we going to do? How we, what is our next move? And all of a sudden, in closed doors, walks the man in the pit that they were in, feeling dejected because they had been let down on what they felt God had promised them. And Jesus gives them the next move. What does he say? My peace I leave with you. Receive ye the Holy Ghost. That's your next move. Huh? Now, Jesus, I really wanted to know what you was going to do about the kingdom. Forget the kingdom. Forget. You understand what I'm saying? You're going to be frustrated. You keep dealing with what I'm going to do. I want you to take the now. And you receive the Holy Ghost. You receive what I've already provided. What I've already got going. You just receive him. And then he, the spirit of truth, going back to John 16, is going to lead you in the rest of the way. Mm, hallelujah. If you want revelation, you've got to receive him. If you want, if you want dictation, you've got to receive him. If you want a fresh word, you've got to receive him. If you want the next move, you've got to receive him. I can't give you no other instruction, but receive the Holy Ghost. This is your next move. Well, Christian worship center, that's your next move. You've got to receive the Holy Ghost. There are people that's in this sound, under the sound of my voice. Since you believed. And it might have been some of you 20, 30, 40 years ago. Since you believed. But you've not received the Holy Spirit since you believed. Well, I don't, I don't agree with that preacher. I... I don't like that tongue talking business. Who said you had to talk in tongues? Do y'all not know that there is nine more gifts and nine fruit of the Spirit? Come on, as long as there's a fruit and a gift there, I'm going to mess up all y'all's theology right now, didn't I? Come on, he said nine gifts of the Spirit. Nine fruit of 
Get back in your word. Nowhere in the word of God does it say that speaking in tongues is the physical initial evidence. It does not say it. Stop looking for it. You won't find it. Oh, oh, I know I'm, I'm not preaching against tongues now. But if, you're, if that's holding you back, then the wrong thing is holding you back. Come on, let the tongues take care of themselves. My pastor used to say it like this. Don't speak in tongues till you have to. Let the Spirit of God speak for himself. He will not make you speak. But when you get ready, there ain't no holding it back. It's going to come. Because the Spirit itself will speak expressly. So if that's holding you back, don't let it anymore. Come on, there's nine gifts. There's nine fruit. Let them have the love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, meekness, temperance. Against such is no law. Come on, when you get love in your heart, you got joy in your heart, you got peace in your heart. No matter what the devil does, you still got it. Oh, come on. Well, if I, I believe it, if I know Jesus had it. Well, I'll show you where he got it. It says he rejoiced in the Spirit. Come on, he had the joy of the... That's fruit. That's fruit, right? Come on, I'd rather have fruit than have gift. So here's the church right now. You're at your time, uh, time spot. The Lord is saying, receive ye the Holy Ghost. So I want you to stand to your feet right now and say, God, I receive it. I'm not saying you're, gonna speak, you're not going to speak in tongues because you might do it. <laughs> it might happen. And, and, and for it's over, it will happen. But I'm saying to you this morning, don't get your eyes on that. Get your eyes on, I want to receive your Holy Ghost. I want to receive that comforter. I want to receive that helpmate. I want to receive that bodyguard. I want to receive what you've offered to me, God. I'm tired of walking around in my own opinion, in my own devastation, in my own destruction. I want your spirit to flow over me. I want your spirit to overtake me. Come on, church. Lift your hands up this morning and receive the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Come on, receive it, receive it, receive it.